Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Find them online at rbcarcompany.com. Uh, Elkhart, I must admit, I was wrong about you. <clears throat> I expected this to fail this time around. It did not. Uh, I expected, I, I should say, I expected the referendum to succeed, and I expected you to fail <laughs> this time around. Let me, let me clarify. You didn't. You did the right thing. You did not vote for the Elkhart Community Schools referendum. Um, and per however everything goes uh, in, in uh, local school districts, they're out there once again kind of feeding you a line. Now, yesterday, we, of course, went over how many South Bend residents realized that the South Bend School Corporation lied to them when they told them that we were just going to you know, ask you to pay basically for the price of a pizza. That's it. And a bunch of people started to realize, hey, hundreds of dollars in property tax hikes. That's not what we were told was going to happen. And that's what I told you was going to happen because basic math uh, but again, the basic math that the South Bend Community School Corporation was putting out there was inaccurate, which is something that it frustrated me endlessly, but I wasn't surprised about when we first talked about it because the superintendent was out there literally giving you a bad math problem and telling everybody that, don't worry, it's just the cost of a pizza. Well, people are upset now that South Bend schools did not just ask for the cost of a pizza. They asked for hundreds of dollars in new tax revenue per person, per homeowner. And uh, renters have to pay that now, too. And those are all things that that people, you know, they feel like they were betrayed. We were lied to. Right. Look, this is why you need to pay attention to this stuff. This is why you can't just have the position that you're either pro or anti-kid. Okay? Um, I love my daughter's school in Elkhart. I've loved the teachers that she has had in Elkhart. That doesn't mean that Elkhart Community Schools deserves a pay raise. They don't. Frankly, they're extremely well-funded. And that's the thing that also frustrates me. South Bend did the same thing. Uh, they go out there and they tell you, we're not funded. We're, we're uh, one of the least funded places in the country. No, you're not. You're funded better than most places in the United States. I've been over these numbers many, many times. I'll go over Elkhart's again today. But when people get fooled and then they get upset... And they point out, you know, South Bend residents were doing this uh, this past week. They go, hey, you know, we're upset. We were lied to here about this. This raised my taxes a lot more than people were saying. What was the response of the South Bend School Corporation? Well, we tried to explain it as simple as, as we possibly could. You're just too stupid to understand. That was essentially what they said. We explained it as simple in terms that anybody could understand and you didn't understand it. So, Sorry. Too bad. Give us your money. So the reaction after South Bend schools lied to everybody and fooled everybody, except me, after they did that, and then people got wise to it when they got their tax bill, South Bend School Corporation's response to that was, well, you're all too stupid. Sorry, pay us money. That's everything wrong with government. Everything wrong with it. So now let's take a look at Elkhart. A $120 million referendum for Elkhart Community Schools failed Tuesday. Unofficial results show 3,766 people voted against the measure, while only 2,075 voted for it. We've ended up with our community telling us, ironically, on Teacher Appreciation Day, oh, you poor babies, 
that our teachers and our staff are not worthy of the pay increase to where we can get them to be competitive with other districts. That is Dr. Steve Thalmeyer. Uh, No. No, Superintendent. That is not what the people said. Not at all. You lying hack. The people are okay with teachers getting pay raise. They just want you to cut wasteful spending elsewhere first. Really is that simple. It's not that hard. And it's not that difficult. If you're a man and you're willing to go ahead and go through the budget. But you're not. Because no school district that I've ever encountered who has asked the people to pay more money has been willing to go through this. Not a single one. Multiple states, multiple superintendents, multiple administrations, multiple counties. They all come up with the same exact excuses. And then they intentionally target kids and parents when things don't go their way. That's what they're going to do. The referendum would have raised property taxes by an average of $119 per homeowner. That money would have been used for teacher pay increases out-of-pocket costs for health insurance and student transportation. We're already $3,300 behind other school districts. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. The new state dollars will allow us to get closer to where other districts are, but those districts are going to be able to take their new districts and go to a higher position. You're not competing with other districts in the state. The only competition you have with those other districts is retaining your students because the parents don't want them in your district and they don't want them in Elkhart Community Schools and they don't want them in South Bend Schools. They want them the heck out of those two school systems and in any other school system that they could possibly think of. That's the reality. And so instead of taking a look at it and going, all right, what are we doing wrong? Why can't we compete? With school districts that are right next door. Why are parents taking their kids out of ECS and going next door? Why is that? Why is it that they have less money per pupil and yet they outperform us so much so that parents in our districts want to take their kids out of our districts and go next door? But you don't ask those questions, do you? Because you make it all about money. Okay. Let's take a look at the money, shall we? For those of you on the live stream at trovo.live slash Casey the host. This is nces.ed.gov. This is the National Center for Education Statistics. This is the federal government's website on school funding and data in the United States. This is the Elkhart Community School System page on the federal government's website. Now, you've got 12,464 students in the latest details that are available from the 2017-2018 school school season. That's what you got. So you got 12,464 students. I believe that is less than the previous year. It breaks everything down. How many instructional aides do you have? How many teachers do you have on average compared to the state, compared to the national average? You know, what's what does all of this look like? How many of them are in kindergarten? How many of those teachers are elementary? How many of them are secondary? It goes through all of these statistics, okay? Total revenues. $171,463,000 for the 2018 school season. That is $13,278 per pupil that Elkhart Community Schools has. I want you to remember this number. Because this is the number that everybody, every single school district lies about to parents. Every single one of them. You got three funding mechanisms for schools. 
You got the federal government, you got the state, and you got your local. The lion's share comes from the state. That's where it always comes from. Elkhart Community Schools, $13,278 per pupil. That's how much funding they have. Now, it actually shows you where they're spending that money, too, in the expenditures. So Elkhart Community Schools has $13,278 per pupil to spend. They spent $11,832. Okay? If you go through that, uh, almost 6000 of it is instructional expenditures. Then they've got $1,176 in administration. They've got uh, over $2,100 in operations, food services, etc. Uh, student and staff support is just under $1,000. You get the idea. They break it down so you can see where the money is actually going. They've obviously got construction costs and maintenance and things like that. Those are all factored into this. This is all on the federal government's website. And here's the best part about this. You can go to the National Center for Education Statistics and you can look up each school district and then you can look up each school district by year. So you can see how their funding changes from year to year to year. $13,278 is the amount of money that Elkhart Community Schools has to spend per pupil. Do you know what the national average is according to the same 2018 statistic? In the United States of America, the national average is $12,612 per pupil, which means Elkhart has, because remember, $12,612, Elkhart is at $13,278. Elkhart Community Schools gets more funding than the national average. And they're over here sitting here on the local news after their referendum failed, rightfully so, telling all of you, oh, we're $3,300 behind everybody else. No, you're not. You're not even close to being behind. You're actually way ahead. That's the problem. You're way ahead. And you're out there on the news. Well, unfortunately, uh, the community, ironically, on Teacher Appreciation Day, is telling everybody that they don't believe the teachers deserve more pay. No. In fact, if you were to poll the same people who voted no on that referendum yesterday, I'm willing to bet the vast majority of them say, yeah, absolutely, give the teachers more pay. But, you know, maybe, maybe make some cuts elsewhere, though. I would love for my kids' teachers to get more money. But that's got to come from you. Because you've got to grow up and you've got to do what the hard work is and actually budget. God forbid you should actually have to budget. But you're choosing not to. Instead, you're choosing to attack parents. You're choosing to attack students. You're choosing to attack the community in a perpetual cycle to rob people's wallets instead of making actual proper budgetary decisions. And then you run to the news and you lie to everybody about it. That's why people keep voting no. And they look right next door and they see Elkhart Community Schools, or excuse me, uh, South Bend Community Schools, lying to everybody about their referendum. And then the response after people catch them in that lie, wait a minute, you lied to us. Well, you know, we, we made it as easy for you to possibly understand. Sorry, you're so stupid. That's why people are frustrated with this. Elkhart Community Schools is a well-funded school district. In the, in the course of things in the United States, they're also way more funded than Indiana, by the way. The average in Indiana. The average in Indiana is just over 11000 per pupil. So Elkhart Community Schools gets more funding than the, than the average 
school district in the state of Indiana, and they get more funding than the average school district in the entire country. And they're out there telling you, we're way behind. Everybody else has more money than us. Not true. You have the money. You're just wasting it. It's like when people get jobs and they make more money, but they can't seem to get out of debt. And it's because they keep buying more expensive things instead of actually paying off their bills. That's what ECS is doing. So instead of doing things properly, and instead of getting to a point where maybe there's a major repair or something of that nature, all right, major repairs come up. All right, hey, look, we need a one-time stipend. We had a roof cave in. We don't have the extra discretionary money to pay for it. Uh, We need a one-time stipend from the taxpayers. It'll be this year and this year only. That's it. We will not extend it. Uh, This will be a one-time thing. We're not going to try and and hose you on the back end and make this thing a perpetual tax hike or anything like that. We need to do what we can to fix the the roof of the school because your kids go to school there and it's important. Uh, If you would do things like that when things came up, instead of just trying to scam people like you're doing, it wouldn't be a problem. You just straight up lied to everybody in the news. Lied to everybody. You're not behind anybody. You're way ahead. But you're choosing to demonize parents by saying that they're basically attacking teachers. They're not. You're the one that's choosing not to pay teachers more. You're choosing to do that. You're choosing to spend money elsewhere instead of putting it in the pockets of teachers, instead of covering insurance costs for teachers. That's what you're doing. Parents aren't doing that. People in the community aren't doing that. You are. You're the man in charge. Buck up, own it, budget the way that you're supposed to budget like a damned adult and stop going after everybody and attacking them when things don't go your way like a dang little two-year-old throwing a hissy fit on the playground in one of your schools. This is ridiculous. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Indiana, current, 2021 per pupil funding. Remember, all of the data that I just gave you was for the 2018 school year. But in Indiana... The 2021 per pupil funding is $10,262. $10,262. Elkhart's over 13000 So everybody is, is crystal clear on this. And like I said, what, what, is school district, what do school districts always do when it doesn't go their way? They immediately attack the parents. They attack the voters. They attack the, the community. The same community that they appeal to we, we, we desperately need you. Please come to our aid. We have to have more money. We have to be able to, to do certain things. Please, please, please give us more money. And then right behind your back, they call you names. They intentionally try to deceive you. They lie to you. I can't count how many times over the years that I have covered this. I almost left radio many years ago before I came here. And I almost left radio because a local news outfit wanted me as an investigative reporter. And the reason they wanted me as an investigative reporter, because I was the only person in the entire city of Las Vegas, Nevada, who covered how Clark County School District spent their money. One of the largest school districts in the entire country, one of the most corrupt, one of the least successful school districts. And what do they do? Money, 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 money. We're only failing because you're not giving us enough of your property taxes. It's constant. It's nonstop. There are certain things that every school district in the entire country will lie to you about. One is the voucher or school choice programs. 
They will tell you that they are taking money away from public education. They are not. They're a net benefit to, to public educational funding. For example, if you have a student going to Elkhart Community Schools and they're getting $13,000 in per-pupil funding for that student to go to Elkhart Community Schools and the parents say, you know what, school's here, not doing so good. I don't really like the environment. Um, I'm, I'm not very fond of the, the way that my child is being taught. I'm going to go ahead and use the voucher program in the state of Indiana and I'm going to choose to take my kid elsewhere. And let's just say the state of Indiana says, all right, well, you can take $7,000 in a voucher and you can put your kid in a private school or whatever, okay? So a parent then does that. So you have ECS was going to get 13000 but now the parent has taken 7000 of that away. So what ECS says is, we're losing, we're losing $7,000. Yeah, but you're gaining all of the other money that still goes to you while that student is using a voucher program. That's all money that you're getting for free without having to deal with the student at all, without having to educate the student at all. It is a net benefit. They will lie to you about that. They will lie to you about property taxes. They will lie to you about all of these things every time they, they want money, every single time. And they will never go over their budget and they will never prioritize teachers in the classroom. They will always prioritize all of their little side pet projects first. And don't, don't you worry. Administration, make sure they get they, their pay too. They make sure they get their pay. Then the teachers at the end of it, then they go ahead and they throw in some money for the teachers. More coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Well, racist Democrats are refusing to accept the resignation of a racist Democrat who is just being a racist Democrat. Go figure. It's another day. It's another racist Democrat scandal. Air quote scandal, uh, because it's never a scandal when, when they do it. Texas Democrats have refused to accept the resignation of an official who called Senator Tim Scott an Oreo. And here's a here's a thing. What are the uh, what are the Democrats up to as far as the number of black senators that they have? Two. Because there sure was a lot of articles, a ton of articles. Republicans only black senator. Um. Yeah, Democrats don't have a lot of black senators either. Like I said, I think they're up to two. That's kind of where we're at. But I digress. <clears throat> None of the other Republicans or conservatives that you see on a regular basis who are not white, who happen to be black people, um, none of them count as black either, according to liberal Democrats or the news media. They're all, they're all fake black. They're not really black. They're inauthentic, right? Which is why they all get called the same things that Senator Scott gets called on a regular basis. And here's the thing, Senator Scott should be one of the best allies for them, but they won't allow him to be. Senator Scott has pointed out how he's been stopped by Capitol Police. Senator Scott has written crime bills that address a lot of the concerns that many Democrats have in their own legislation, but they shoot it down because they don't want a Republican to be the author of that bill. That's the reality. So Gary O'Connor, who called Senator Scott an Oreo, which is, of course, a racial slur, apologized for insensitive and inappropriate remarks. The 
governor of Texas demanded that he step down. He offered his resignation, but the Lamar County Democratic Party, uh, which is an extra special wing of the Democratic Party, by the way, the Lamar County Democrats are um, horrendously awful people. But they have refused to accept the resignation of the party chair, Gary O'Connor, for using a racial slur against Senator Tim Scott. Uh Uh-huh. Mr. O'Connor apologized and submitted his resignation on Tuesday for his Facebook post describing Mr. Scott as an Oreo, but party representatives said that the smear was incompatible with his core values, according to a statement provided Wednesday to the Washington Times. On May 24, 2021, representatives of the Lamar County Democratic Party met to consider the resignation tendered by the party chair, Gary O'Connor. Our local Democrats have taken the last few days to reflect upon this incident. You don't reflect upon the incident when a Republican says something racist. It's an immediate visceral reaction. There are demands for apologies and resignations and firings and parades and all sorts of stuff. It's an immediate visceral reaction. You even do it to a man like Don Imus, who had spent his entire adult life making sure that inner city black kids had an opportunity to get onto his ranch and be around wild animals and stuff. But he couldn't allow that to happen because of the, the basketball player comments that Don Imus made. Suddenly, Don Imus was basically a Klansman in spite of his decades of service to the inner city. After much discussion, especially among our local black Democrats, oh, yeah, okay, we chose not to accept Mr. O'Connor's resignation. Mr. O'Connor has written a public letter of apology to Senator Tim Scott and Lamar County Democrats join him in this apology. O'Connor then expressed gratitude for the party's support. Now, let's just back up for just a second. Do any of you think that it would be acceptable to the Democratic Party if a Republican had called a black Democrat an Oreo because they didn't like what they had to say? And then that person said, you know what? I shouldn't have called that Democrat an Oreo. I'm sorry. My apologies. Do you think the Democrats or the left or CNN, or MSNBC, or anybody in this country would find it acceptable that a simple apology was all that came from that? Do you think they would find it acceptable if it were the Republican Party who said, you know, we're going to take a couple of days and we're going to consider this? No, you'd have Jake Tapper and every other idiot on cable news out there saying, what do you need to take a couple of days for? He said something racist. Fire him. Remove him immediately. That's what everybody would say. And then if the Republicans came back and said, you know what? Ah, He apologized for his racist comment against the black Democrats. So we're good. We're going to join that apology. But uh, ultimately, we think the apology was good enough. And we're not going to let them resign. They're going to still be the chair of our party. There would be mass condemnation all over every publication you could possibly think of. Every screeching, pasty, white liberal in Hollywood would be losing their minds and pulling their nose hairs out. Every single one of them. But black Republicans aren't really people. So it's okay if you treat black Republicans as less than people. See, it's okay if you do that. Especially if you're a Democrat. 
And you're not going to get into any trouble. You're not going to have to resign. You're not going to be punished. You're not going to be disciplined. Nobody's going to get angry at you if you don't do any of those things. And you can even keep your job as the chair of the party. Although chairs of local Democratic parties who get caught doing things highly inappropriate almost always tend to keep their jobs. Kind of interesting how that always happens. By the way, go to allnaturalcbd.org. If you have minor aches and pains, fibromyalgia, arthritis, uh, if you work out, get muscle soreness, that sort of thing, go to allnaturalcbd.org and use my promo code KZ10. Pick up some of this lotion. This lotion is phenomenal. This CBD is, it's almost an immediate pain relief. Usually it works within three minutes for me. That's generally, you know, it's less than three minutes. I've had it take up to three minutes. Sometimes it's been almost immediate. just depends on the pain. You take it, you rub it on, it's a lotion, it comes in in lavender scent. This is a natural lavender, not that artificial lavender smell. Or you can get an unscented. You get 250, 500, or 1,000 milligrams of full-spectrum CBD. Do yourself a favor, just get the 1,000 milligrams and just rub it on. It's a lotion, it'll soothe, it'll moisturize your skin, it'll deliver uh, pain-relieving properties from the full-spectrum CBD that are in it. And this is a company that is an American company, it's a local company, and it's veteran-owned. Go to allnaturalcbd.org. Use my code, promo code KC10 to save 10%. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right. What else do we have here? Uh, Trump blasted big tech as a total disgrace. Uh, Facebook, the oversight board, continued their ban on uh, Trump today. No big surprises there. Uh, former President Donald Trump did not take the recent decision by the Facebook Oversight Board lying down. He blasted big tech as a total disgrace in a statement following the board's decision to at least temporarily uphold a ban on his account. And it, it's it's a ban. It's, it's not a suspension. I think uh, they can review this in, what, six months? Is it three months or six months? Whatever it is, they're going to, air quote, review it. Uh, what Facebook, Twitter, and Google have done is a total disgrace and an embarrassment to our country, he said. He's right. Uh, Let's see. Free speech has been taken away from the President of the United States because the radical left lunatics are afraid of the truth, and the truth will come out anyway, bigger and stronger than ever before. He then encouraged Americans to hold big tech accountable for meddling in the election process. He declared the people in our country will not stand for it. These corrupt social media companies must pay a political price and must never again be allowed to destroy and decimate our electoral process. Uh, So, uh, now again, this all stemmed from that 24-hour suspension that ended up becoming a big deal, and here we are months later. So, look, this is is the type of thing. This stuff has to stop. This is why Section 230 needs to go. Uh, First of all, I'm just going to say this. It should be against the law for you to be able to block on social media any elected official. Just going to say that the actual social media companies should not be allowed to censor government officials. Sorry. And there's probably going to be a lot of uh, the libertarian conservative minded folks out there going, no, 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 private platform. No, shut up. You're stupid. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. No. If you are in the town square and that's what social media is now. Okay. That's the town square. It's not City Hall. You can't go to City Hall and have gatherings and stuff anymore. 
Um, you got Biden out there saying, I don't really like bikers. You know, veteran bikers scare me because I'm a frail old man who likes to sniff the hair inappropriately of children and women as I roam the streets and sneak up behind people. And so I don't want them to be able to have a Memorial Day ride. Now, the Rolling Thunder Memorial Day ride that they usually do. Now, he won't grant them any permission on that. So you can't go to can't go to city halls anymore to do this stuff. Uh, a lot of places are not even granting permits for people to gather and be able to even have these events. There is really no town hall anymore for people to go and discuss issues because now you have to have a permit. Got to have a permit. If you don't have a permit, you can't, you can't discuss anything. So the town squares on social media. That's where it exists. And if you can't even have government officials being able to spew whatever it is that they want to spew, and let's be perfectly honest here, the overwhelming majority of what government officials spew is nonsense on social media. So why you would suddenly just pick one person to go ahead and censor, even though they've censored several Republicans, but I'm talking about like permanently, we're going to take him off. They take a one person. That's a bit problematic. Now, of course, CNN came out and they want him. Oh, just, just totally ban him now. Don't even have this whole process coming out there. Yeah. You know what? If you ban Trump, ban CNN. CNN's still out there spreading lies. Uh, several stories this past week were fake news stories. So go ahead and ban CNN. CNN shouldn't be able to have a social media presence either. All CNN does is, is spread conspiracy theories if it were real news. If you're on Twitter for crying out loud, the vast majority of CNN's own staff, all they do is troll anybody that they don't like or that they disagree with. And they write little fake articles about all of them. So don't let them on there. I mean, you just had the Washington Post and the New York Times and NBC News. All of them had to retract stories about Rudy Giuliani this week. And they all independently verified the original Washington Post story, which was a lie. So they shouldn't be allowed to be on Facebook either. Look, nobody is afraid to engage with a lunatic who's not telling the truth. But if you're afraid of somebody having a voice, you're the oppressor, you're the one that's deceiving people, and you're the liar, you're the threat. More coming up.